9 o'clock. Appreciate you joining us, Jim and the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Got something on your mind today. We had uh, Mark Johnson, voice of the Buffaloes, on earlier. Talking about um, well, the departure of Sean Lewis to San Diego State. Bill Lodeholt, former Fountain Fort Carson football player, Oklahoma Sooner. Minnesota Viking offensive lineman. Looks like he's going to take over for Bill O'Boyle as the Buffs offensive line coach. Just your reaction to uh, our conversation with Mark Johnson earlier. Predictions on Broncos at the L.A. Chargers on Sunday. You can text or call us 970-242-1340. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy. Do we have a winner yet, Buckeye, for who is it today? Yes, we do. Okay. Let me grab this. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the contest. It's another winner on the Team Sports Network. Haas, first in the door, correctly identifying Kobe Bryant. All right. Passed the 3,000-point threshold today. The legendary Black Mamba. Good job, Haas. Well done. Yes. Okay. All right, it's time to talk a little uh, NFL football, Broncos, and some college football as well. He's starting the offensive line for the Broncos in uh, Super Bowl 50. Ryan Harris joins us this morning. Ryan, it has been far too long. My friend, how you doing? Doing great, Jim. Always great to join the best morning show west of the Mississippi, my friend. I'm so glad you're getting those checks. I'm so glad you keep getting those. <laughs> appreciate appreciate the plug, my friend. Uh, so uh, Westwood One, you've been working with them. Notre Dame, you, you continue to cover the Fighting Irish. Uh, what else is going on in the world of Ryan Harris these days? Uh, just a little bit of corporate speaking, and then uh, you know playing a little Santa Claus. So uh, you know being. Uh, being a dad and with the Notre Dame season ending and um, just the Westwood one NFL stuff, got a little bit of more time. So got some skiing in, got some golfing in and only in Colorado. Can you ski and golf in the same week? Uh, that's why we're, we're, we're blessed to live here. You know, we can do both in the same day on, on, on more occasions than people think you can, you can actually do that. I, I didn't, yeah. I, I was looking at your bio. I didn't realize you're fluent in Spanish. Are you, I think that's pretty cool that uh, you're bilingual. Yeah, man, and you know what's fun is the year we won Super Bowl 50, um, two other of my line mates, Lou Vasquez and Max Garcia, spoke Spanish. So in plays, we would speak Spanish because the defense, if you, if you say what you're going to do, especially the playoffs and guys who played you in your division a couple times, you speak English, they know exactly what you're saying. Uh, not a lot of defenders know Spanish, Jim. So we actually used it on the field, and uh, it's something I tell my kids. You know, Spanish is a skill. Learning Spanish is a skill. Learning any language is a skill. Um, but one I've enjoyed and one I've, uh, that's helped me win in the NFL. Yeah, see, so kids, if you're listening today, it pays to learn another language. It, it, it pays off to do that. And, and my Absolutely. wife's been, do, she's been doing Duolingo for like th- two or three years now. And she... Uh, where I'm terrible at that, she is very dedicated and can actually speak and understand quite a bit. I'm I'm blown away by anybody that can can speak two languages because one is is a challenge for me. So, yeah. I, I, the I man talk. with the radio show, change your mindset there, Peter Pan. You can I, fly. I'm okay, thank you. That's the kind of positivity <laughs> I need from you, Ryan. Uh, Ryan, let's talk about where the Broncos are right now. Certainly, it's it's far better than than what what it was last year. Certainly, far better than the first six games of the season when the Broncos were. We're one in five, but uh, took a little bit of a playoff hit last weekend with that loss to a, to a team that you used to play for in the Houston Texans. Yeah, it was a tough loss. And look, I mean, uh, everything was going the right way until you, know, you get a fumble by your defense and then you get a turnover the very next play. So it's a, it was tough. And then, of course, the final interception 
the interception to Cortland Sutton, the second one, I mean, that was just, that's a great play uh, by that kid. I believe it was number 25 for the Texans. But, I mean, look, the Broncos are doing the, are playing their best football. And do you lose sometimes playing your best football? Yes. Uh, huge test coming up this week now. I mean, you, you had a big test last week, didn't pass it on the road, and then you got another test now against the Chargers team whose defense is literally playing shutout football, and uh, Khalil Mack is back on uh, whatever whatever spaghetti and, and meatballs he was eating before because he's got 15 sacks and heading out for four straight games with two sacks each. And during the five-game winning streak, the Broncos' run game was very good. Uh, pass protection was much better for Russ, and part of that, I think, has been the, the consistency of the starting five on the offensive front. They've, they've had the, the five starting guys, and that's been it. Guys have stayed healthy. That's been been important. But just your when you've watched the Broncos, Ryan, just kind of your thoughts being a former NFL lineman of what you're seeing from this unit right now. It's not good enough. No way to, I mean, no way to dance around it. Look, as, as healthy as they've been, as much as the run game has been there, uh, in key moments, the protection has broken down and the blocking is broken down. I mean, even Javante Williams having to convert on a fourth and one had to fight through two defenders behind, behind the line of scrimmage. That can't happen. It, it, you know, so uh, I credit the coaches for calling the run games and the different types of runs, pitch runs, gut runs, you know, quick counts, things like that. The hut one, hut two, hut three, those plays. Um, but by any measure, this offensive line, as, as good and as healthy as they've been, need to play far better. I mean, going into the game, Russell Wilson was under pressure 41% of the time. And then in that game, he got sacked three times and hit eight times and much of that early in the game. So uh, as the team continues to build, the offensive line has to play better, and I, I believe they tell you that as well. Who's been the biggest disappointment on that offensive line? Is it a guy like Mike McGlinchey because of the money they're paying him? <laughs> I mean, is that where, where would you start as far as a guy that is has underperformed and then maybe a guy that is exceeded your expectations well i think they've all underperformed you know uh garrett Bowles has to be better ben powers has to be better lloyd cushionberry as much of an improvement as he's made i mean he got a he, he got a snap infraction on a kneel down play jim that's never happened before how do you get a false start on six right type victory you literally have to do nothing so these are the kinds of things i'm talking about and, and you know it's 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 always tough for a lineman to say who's the most disappointing because look I mean, it's not just the offensive line. You can't have two catches and to call yourself an elite wide receiver in the NFL, right? Elite wide receivers have eight to nine catches for 112 to 70 yards. That's what happens. You don't got any of those weapons yet, as much as Cortland Sutton's been doing well. So at the end of the day, everyone has to play better, and no one is exempt from that. Last week, the Broncos were 0 for 11 on third down. And I just, you know, that, that, that you know, added to the problems they had last week against the Texans that that front did a nice job Will Anderson in particular uh the, the young man for the the Houston Texans uh really got after Russell Wilson but like you said the offensive line yep they've underperformed but then you look at the last what uh, I think six or seven games Russ has been under 200 yards passing where yeah Russ until last week he's done a nice job touchdown interception ratio has been really good he's been good in the red zone but they're gonna have to count on him to do more they have to they, he has to be able to do more in the passing game and some of this also falls uh, onto the onto the shoulders of Russell Wilson and, and not being more proficient, being more explosive in the passing game. I I would I mean I agree with that. I understand where that comes from, but you got to remember he's the only quarterback in the NFL without a tight end. Hello, right? I mean, True. like that's one position. Who's his third receiver? Right. So I mean, like conversely, when you look at 
you know, uh, if you if you watch the Bengals game, you got T. Higgins, you got Jamar Chase. You just don't have those guys, right? You got the the young kid out of I believe it's Kraft, right? Out of or McBride, excuse me, out of uh, um, CSU at tight end. You don't have a tight end. Greg Dulcich has been injured his entire career. Let's just face it and say what it is. Greg Dulcich, as good and as promising as he's been, has not stayed healthy. All right, you need two tight ends that can play football. You got none, and even the, the last interception to the Texans, um, that tight end had just gotten activated that week, right? So I get it that people want more from Russell Wilson, who, oh, by the way, has uh, had just gotten, I believe it was his 39th come-from-behind victory in that five-game win streak. So what the Broncos are doing, they're playing conservative football, they're running the ball, and, and you know what? They're waiting for other teams to make a mistake, and they're leaning on their defense, which has produced multiple turnovers for six straight games now. So... It's a, it's a good recipe. I think Russ is there. And we also have to understand that Russ's weapons look very, very different than anyone else in the NFL. Do you have a tight end like Travis Kelsey? Do you have a wide receiver like Rasheed Rice for the Chiefs? Do you have a, tight, do you have a wide receiver like Keenan Allen? The answer is no, 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 no. Do you have a Devontae Adams? No, right? So, yes, you want more from your quarterback and, I mean, everybody's going to make something this holidays and the ingredients matter and the ingredients are not top class like the other other NFL uh, wide receivers and skill positions. And, and so your feelings with Cortland Sutton, that I, and I think Cortland Sutton's had a, an outstanding season, but Cortland Sutton's maybe not, he's not WR1. He's not a number one guy. He, and probably in some teams, you know, depending on, you know, the weapons like you referenced on some of those teams, would probably be your, your, your second wide receiver, not your number one guy. Well, your second and your third. I mean, yeah. you know, Nico Collins for the Texans, he was the, second wide receiver, sometimes the third. He had a heck of a game against the Broncos. Where's that game been from Jerry Judy? Look, Cortland Sutton has made some amazing plays, including another touchdown. I mean, that last touch, when he's falling down into the ground, catching that ball, that few receivers can make that play. And where's Jerry Judy? Where's a single game for Jerry Judy with seven receptions, over 100 yards, and two touchdowns? And it's not because the other teams are taking him out of the game plan. They don't have to, Jim, and that's a problem, right? So uh, Corland Sutton, and, and he's got the stats. He's going to have the most touchdowns in his career. That's great. But, I mean, I, I talked with the Hall of Famer, uh, Broncos Hall of Famer, and he asked me, he said, you know, I don't care about how many touchdowns you got. How many yards do you have? If you have 12 touchdowns on 700 yards, that doesn't matter to me, <laughs> right? So that's a different, again, type of caliber. Corland Sutton's having the best season of his career and even at his best you still need two other receiving targets that threaten a defense and the broncos just don't have it broncos super bowl winning offensive lineman ryan harris also works for westwood and uh, the notre dame radio network with us today on the jim davis show on the team sports network uh broncos i referenced got after that one in five start a lot of people questioning sean payton uh, particularly after that miami game they uh, when they gave up 70 points in that game They've gotten things turned around. Broncos defense during that, that five-game winning streak, I believe they forced something like 16 turnovers during that stretch. Talk to me about Sean Payton and what you like about the, the job or the things maybe you have not liked, Ryan, about the job that Sean Payton has done so far. I think Sean Payton's done a remarkable job. I mean, he, he's had to retool a team, force, their, you know, force them to believe in what they're capable of to get out of that uh, that early record. I mean, to, the, the comeback that they've had to this point, to still even be in the playoff conversation, that's incredibly remarkable. And not only that, doing so with injuries, doing so with the suspension on and off play of 
of Kareem Jackson with P.J. Locke learning the safety position on the fly and, and going through those pains. So um, I just love what Sean Payton's done. I think it's been commendable. I think he really should win the coach of the year. And they still got a shot to go to the playoffs. And look, they're going to have to prove it, which you always have to do in the NFL. But what a schedule down the stretch to say, hey, we, we are back and we belong. And that's all because of what Sean Payton has done in that building. Going into next season, fly, you know, forward, you know, fast forward ahead a little bit. What are a couple of things you see the Broncos doing differently in year two for Sean Payton? They need to get two receivers. They need to get two speedy receivers. And look, Sean Payton knows this, right? I mean, he came from a place with Michael Thomas. He came from a place with, with uh, you know, the, the running back uh, Kamara. So he knows what it looks like to have a dynamic player. Something tells me they'll go after kind of a Taysom Hill type of guy who can come in and be kind of that special package player. Um, but make no mistake, Sean Payton's just getting started in building the team that he wants. And, that, and with the lack of draft picks you had, now coming into this year, you're really going to start to get some tools. You have the money and ownership to go get some top-tier top, top tier free agents. Um, and the real question, the biggest question is going to be whether or not Russell Wilson is still on the roster in March or if that's a restructured deal because of the fact that if he's on, I believe it's five days after the league year starts, the following year's salary gets guaranteed. So that's going to be the biggest discussion. And, and Sean Payton has a history of finding the players he needs for his offense and they need a couple guys, and they, they need two receivers, they need a tight end, and they need at least two pass rushers to add uh, to the defensive line. Ryan Harris, Broncos Super Bowl champion, joining us today on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. I referenced, of course, you also work for uh, the Notre Dame Network. Uh, they'll be playing Oregon State in the, in the Sun Bowl coming up. And uh, some guys opting out uh, of that game uh, for, for a lot of schools, not just, not just Notre Dame specifically. Give me your, your thoughts, Ryan, about uh, players who, who'd make the decision to opt out of playing in a bowl game. It's fantastic. It's literally cost-benefit analysis, right? I mean, we want kids to get a great education, but we're mad when they start realizing a cost-benefit analysis. Look, the cost of anybody doing something right now, if it, it could cost you more money in the future, what are you doing, right? That's, that's literally the definition of a mistake, something that will cost you money in the future. It also says something to the power that players now have. And, I mean, I personally love it, the, the tremendous amount of risk that players go through in playing in a bowl game. It's also different with the teams that are in the college football playoffs, right? Like, you're not getting a bunch of sit-outs in the top four teams. Nobody in Michigan says they're not playing in the college football playoffs. So, especially in the case of, like, Notre Dame, I mean, if you're a senior and you're looking at anywhere from a third to a fifth-round pick, are you going to, you know, El Paso, Texas? To, to prove your worth? No. You're going to you're going to Orlando. You're going to Miami. You're going to start training. You're, it's time to be a pro. You've waited your whole life for this. Especially with COVID, some of these guys have waited six years, Jim, to get out of college. So there's a lot that goes into it, and I love that players are learning opportunity costs and cost-benefit analysis. That's something we all need to understand and, and make decisions on with, with in our life. Yeah, absolutely. I remember when Christian McCaffrey uh, with Stanford, it might have been the Sun Bowl for, for Stanford that he opted not to play, and, and there was criticism of him for, you know, for sitting it out, and I think you and I, Buckeye, both talked about that and said, get himself ready for the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's, why would he go play in a game where he could get hurt, damage his stock, you know, get a knee injury, something fluky happened, why would you do that? And well, I, I just, it makes no for- sense. Yeah, people forget the league minimum is $900,000 now, right? So if you're looking at, I can play in a game for free, 
that risks $900,000, or yep. I can just not and yep. then make $900,000. That's not really a decision to make. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? That is, and that's at the bottom of it. Yeah, that's a smart business decision to go, hey, you know what, I, I think I'll take the $900,000. Thank you very much. Bowl game, yeah. that's great, but I'm I'm going to go take the money in this case. We're done with Ryan Harris today on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Uh, Ryan, your, your reaction to the Final Four for the college football playoffs, a lot of controversy uh, about some of the teams that uh, that did not get in Georgia, Florida State, obviously, going undefeated, winning the ACC championship. Uh, the Jordan-Travis injury certainly played a, a role in their decision, the committee's decision on that. Just your your take on that. Congratulations, Texas. That's the take. I mean, look, I can't stop with the Florida State. No one's putting a third-string fresh, true freshman quarterback in the college football playoffs. Not going to happen. I don't care what, Norvell, or what, what that coach says. Now, when you talk about Georgia, I can't believe they left Georgia out. Yeah. Georgia, I mean, to be the man, you have to beat the man. So saith Ric Flair. Woo! And they just they lost a game in the SEC championship game. And, and literally, with a 40-point victory in, in the national championship last year, they don't get a shot. So congratulations to Texas. Uh, I think Washington wins it all, Washington or Alabama. And uh, it's going to be fun to watch. And, and a reminder to all the fans, the NCAA makes a billion dollars per playoff game. That's three separate playoff games, two for the semifinals, one for the national championship. That's $3 billion that players get no part of. Yeah. And, and for people that cry about NIL and all those kind of things, this is something we've talked about in this program for a long time. College athletes, you're getting taken advantage of in terms of their – their name, their likeness in the past now can reap the rewards of that. And, and certainly we've seen that uh, on clear display with Coach Prime and Shadur and, and Shiloh and, and, and the Sanders family with what's going on in Colorado. Uh, I had the chance to watch the first, uh, second season, I should say, the first episode of, of Coach Prime last night on Amazon. I guess, just Ryan, you, you, you live here in the state, live on the front range. You follow the buffs uh, from afar. Just your takeaway on what, uh, what you've seen with, with Coach Prime and what's been going on in Colorado. Well, it starts with a 300% increase in your win total, yeah. right? If anybody listening goes to work and is responsible for a 300% increase in production in a year, you probably got your job again, right? And let's not forget, this is the same Coach Prime who people couldn't wrap their minds around paying $5 million per year. How is that looking now? Literally, CU made over $90 million in television revenue to begin the season because of Coach Prime. $90 million in a year. So... What you saw is a fantastic turnaround that absolutely got distracted by the fun and the, and the outside noise. That's on Coach Prime. He knows that, whether he admits it or not. And he's also taking active steps to change it. I think Phil Loho getting him in to be an offensive line coach is huge. I mean, anybody but Pat Shermer to call plays, literally anybody, and you're going to be great. But I'll tell you, Jim, a lot of people forget about how important it is to have an offensive line coach who actually played the game, not somebody who coached in Division Two like CU had. That was the difference this year. And to Coach Prime's credit, he's literally getting a pro who has played the position to come and coach guys up and to get them the technique they need to be successful. Yeah, Phil was a tremendous prep player at Fountain Fort Carson before going to Oklahoma and then, of course, starting for the Minnesota Vikings. And, yeah, just a really good player. And, hey, take it easy on Bill O'Boyle. He coached here at Colorado Mesa once upon a time, so... 
Now just take a little bit easy on on a guy that did, that did coach <laughs> hey, here either, locally. Hey, you go ahead. You tell the <laughs> you you uh you defend him with his offensive line. No, I'm not going year. to. No, go ahead. Go I ahead. To and, and that's my and that's the point. Yeah, it's I, a big difference between Colorado Mesa and CU, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not like I haven't talked to Bill O'Boyle in years. I'm not going to defend him on that. It was a it was a bad year for the Buffs' offensive line, no doubt about it. Uh, anything else uh, going on for you? New book in the works? It sounds like you've been busy with. Holiday shopping and speaking engagements and calling football. Anything uh, else on the horizon for you? I, I do have a podcast with Super Bowl champion Benny Fowler. Uh, it's called Gridiron and Growth. You can find it wherever you find your podcast. It's on YouTube. And uh, I think it's about time we get Z Jim Davis on, too. So we'll have to get you on my podcast, man, where we meet uh, all the legends and, and get their insight on big change moments and how to move forward, how to find yourself as a leader and as somebody who wants to achieve. And just occasional random slappies like me because you need to fill a slot in your podcast. So. Yes, random people who have had their job for over a decade. Yes, absolutely. Just random nobodies. Absolutely, Jim. <laughs> and so I fit into that category before you, you go through the list of all the A-list guys. You get down to, like, the D-list guys. And I, I, it'd be an honor to be on your podcast, Ryan. Well, Tim, we can't wait to have you. And it's Gridiron and Growth. Take a listen and... Let me know how I do, Jim. I, you, you have an ear for these things. Well, I, I appreciate it. I'm, yeah, I will, I'm looking forward to listening to it. I will make it happen today. Hey, Ryan, always a pleasure. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for coming on, and, and happy holidays to you and your family. Happy holidays to you, Jim, and everyone listening. I love joining you, brother. Talk soon. All right. Peace. Take care, man. All right. Uh, Ryan Harris. Got a podcast and everything, man. That's yeah, cool. Got a lot going on there. I think we, he needs to have the, the two of us on it. I'll see if I can. We can I'm you know, good. You want to go on the podcast? I talk enough for this show as it is. Okay. I'm just saying. Kind of cool. I chat with them. I don't, I don't know what I bring to a podcast. Well, I don't know what I bring either exactly. I mean, well, well, we do a three-hour show. That's what, that's That's what kind of my say. point. It's like I don't really know <laughs> You're exactly. exhausted. You think things are yeah. you're out of gas by that by that time? Nothing else you want to talk about? There are times here you look at me and I'm like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I, don't need to- I, I do kind of need the help a little bit sometimes. <laughs> I'm all right. Thanks a lot. I do. I do a very good impression of our late great friend Buffalo Mark, and just nod. Oh, God rest his soul. I miss that man. I do. Miss I that guy. I absolutely do. And every yeah, every time I see something Bills related, it yeah, yeah. or Alabama immediately comes Bills, to Bills Alabama. Or yeah. when I'm in that chair, or I'm over here nodding, or I look over here and it's Max or Tyler, and they're just nodding. Or somebody forgets money. to turn their mic on yeah, in yeah. that studio. Yep. Felsky did. Everybody, you yeah. felskied it. Yeah. Just, what a dude. Man. Yeah, just, um, yeah, it's, it's been a difficult few years with, yeah. with Mark's passing, uh, with what our uh, colleague Greg Wenzel's been going through. and But, uh, but uh, you know, we're, we've been blessed to know both those guys mm-hmm. and um, and have them part of, of what we've been doing here at the radio station. All right, 923. Jim along with the Buckeye boy. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, you can text or call us. Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line. 970-242-1340. They're a lot of fun. Oh. The Jim Davis Show. They're idiots. Say what? On Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back, 926. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy. Appreciate Ryan Harris coming on with us today. So we're talking about Wyoming, Craig Bowl stepping down. Mm-hmm. We were talking about, hey, what about uh, Joe? Yeah. What about Joe Romano coaching there? Yeah. Well, it's not going to happen. I mean, oh. I don't think Joe was. There's, there was never that. I mean, once upon a time, I think there was maybe some 
mm-hmm. interest a long time ago and that kind of thing. But uh, but uh, they thanks to, to Butchie, he uh, told us uh, on the text line, by the way, Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line 970-242-1340 that defensive coordinator Jay Saville is taking over for uh, Craig Bowl as the uh, Cowboys' new coach. It's on brand for Butchie, not even letting us have one ounce of fun with it. Yep. Nah, no, you guys, really, <laughs> actually, it's a... Uh, uh, the defensive coordinator guy. It's not going to be Joe. He's saying that he's uh, a party pooper. He's a buzzkill. No, I would never say think anything think like that's, that. I about think that's Bucci. what you're saying. I, I don't know where you're picking that up at. Good morning, muchachos. What sizzle does Pat Shermer bring from a recruit's point of view? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. That's true. There's no reason to bring him back, especially as OC. I'm going to go to the Broncos game at SoFi. I can't wait to see a $4 billion stadium. I doubt it'll be a hostile environment. No, because there'll be probably half the place will have Broncos fans. Yeah. So you could be just fine. Who wouldn't want to spend a December afternoon in Los Angeles instead of under <laughs> eight feet of snow? I would get a text from Colton, who has never texted before, right? Is this or he has? Because his he name's has, on here. His name's in here, but But he's asking how he wins the sub. Uh what's what's sub? Yeah. Are, I, we, are we giving away a sub sandwich or an actual submarine? I don't know. I'm not giving away the, like, the USS Nautilus, and we didn't. I didn't know about that. Uh, how the? I don't know how his name's in there with him never texting before today. Because you can't. We can't delete these, can we? We can't I delete conversations believe, and then. Bring I don't them believe back. so. If it's something we've deleted, he said something very, very naughty <laughs> in the past. So. That's, That's the only reason they get deleted. But I don't remember. So that I don't remember being the so. case. But I or something very mean could be one or the other. But yeah, I, like, are we? Do we have sandwiches or something? Not that I'm aware. I think we have the uh, the company cookie judging contest this morning. We're not giving those away, are we? No, no, we're not doing that. When does that start? By the way, uh, I was under the think, impression we should have cookies already. I think I think it's ongoing. I think it is okay already underway now. Where I always forget year to year. Where do you come down on the extravagant, elaborate cookies? I'm not a fan. Like, this is peppermint bark and chocolate chip and peanut butter M&Ms with Reese's Pieces in there, and you can't tell that it's like, stop. Just one thing, cookie and ingredient, whether it's oatmeal raisin or chocolate chip. Not a fan. Yeah. If you're going to put chocolate chips in cookies, you know. I like chocolate chips and cookies. I'm fine with that. But also, I don't want to eat a whole big three-inch wide cookie that has a chocolate chip in it. Yeah, give me multiple chocolate chips. If I'm going to wreck my diabetes, let me wreck it. Come on. Give me just a really good classic chocolate chip cookie. Yeah. With multiple chocolate chips. Yep. Soft. Yep. Don't want it to be... I hate hard cookies. Yeah. Not a fan of hard cookies. I like them to to have some softness. Mm -hmm. Not because I'm getting old and my teeth are bad. Don't get me wrong. I'll eat a chocolate chunk cookie that's okay yeah but i want the string of melted chocolate from the chip this is me just being particular. yeah i like that yeah that's yeah. That, that's a quality like a chocolate chip cookie gooey, like a savory. like a really good peanut butter cookie yeah. or just make a really good something basic if i bite into it and it explodes because it's so dry that's probably not a good cookie no offense yeah i i just i just think hard cookies dry cookies no thank you yeah no uh, they're cr- they crumble and fall apart. Oh, that's how the cookie crumbles. No, it shouldn't. No, cookies should not crumble. It should not crumble. Right. It should be chewy and mm-hmm. it should be basic. 
Yeah, some artist, artisanal whatever cookie yeah. with... I don't nope. need your hand-sifted flour, whatever. No. Just make me a regular cookie. And make it good. Yeah. Because people can screw up things that are pretty basic. We've had some good, real good cookies in this competition here in the past. and We have. Had, we've had some dogs. Yeah. No, no, no fence, uh, crack it up. Now, have you ever entered? No, I haven't. I think I, I think I actually made some one time, maybe twice. Mm-hmm. I think. Didn't you win once? Or Mida or, or Kenda did. Hey, Kenda did. Yeah, I think Kenda did. I, but I actually <laughs> turned. I actually made some one time. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, so I'm with you on that though. I, I don't. And I don't like peppermint. I'm not. I, I don't mind like a peppermint candy. It's uh-huh. okay. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, candy cane. Is candy fine. cane or just like, you know, a little little peppermint mm-hmm. candy like you get at the restaurant after you, you're you done dining. Sure. At the front counter. I'm fine yeah. with that. But I'm not a fan of peppermint, man. I do not like peppermint cookies, cakes, teas. Gum. Cocoa. Gum and mints. That's it. I'm good with that, too. Good with peppermint and, and gum, but not anything not else. Not in actual food. No. No. Not no, but hell no. Yeah. I don't need peppermint bark. Give me some Ugh. peanut brittle instead if I'm going to do that. If I'm yeah. going to gnaw on something, I don't want it to be peppermint. I'm I don't want it to that. feel like I just left the dentist. <laughs> <laughs> this is gross. Yeah, I just, and I'm, not, I'm not a fan of mint in general. I, there's like, a lot of people that are like that anymore. Like, uh, like a, a peppermint patty. I'm okay with that. If it's chilled yes, and in the fridge... Fine with peppermint patty. Mm-hmm. Those are okay. Not not my go-to thing, but would not turn one down if right. if one was offered to me. Do not like it though in like mint chocolate chip ice no. cream. Absolutely, that is an abomination. It. That yep, yeah, that is that is something that Doctor Frankenstein came yeah. up with to serve to the monster. Because it looks like the monster. Because it's green. <laughs> looks like the monster with barked little it out. brown and black chunks. It's terrible. In it. Mint chocolate chip is to me one of the very the worst ice creams right. you could possibly ever imagine. Stop trying to make Andy's mints an ice cream. Stop. They yeah, have stop their it. own purpose. For you those know, of you that love it, staying in a double tree or whatever. God bless you. Happy holidays. Yeah. Happy Kwanzaa. You're alluded. Happy to Hanukkah. <laughs> whatever. <I'm> sorry. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. We wish you the best, but we do not agree on that. Yeah. You Absolutely like mint chocolate terrible. chip ice cream. Welcome to the program, but you're a lunatic. I'm sorry. <laughs> wow, man. Am I going to be that harsh on somebody? I mean, it's not a you're mean. A, I'm not saying psychopath, but you're a lunatic. If, oh, this is delicious. This is the frozen treat I want on a hot summer day. Something minty. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it's just gross. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. It's just no thank you. It's like people who drink hot tea in July. What'd you like? Some well, hot tea. Which, which Just I, put water Which outside. I do, because in the morning, tea for me is my coffee. But I drink iced tea. Yes. Different, pretty much, though. Pretty much the rest of the day. I, well, the rest right. of the day, I drink iced tea. I don't, Not I don't drink. Not as the drink with your meal. No. Hot tea in July. No. Just put water outside. It'll boil soon enough as we spin ever closer to the sun. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Breakfast, tea, hot tea, perfect time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm or, an iced or, tea all the way guy. Yeah, and I, and I love iced tea. I, I make iced tea multiple times, mm-hmm. you know, at home during the week. Drink a lot of iced tea. I stop and fill this with iced tea every morning. Every single morning I get iced tea. 
I think we need to get the show back on track now. Eh, yeah, why not? We got 25 minutes left. Eh, we got plenty of time left. We only got three shows left together the rest of the year. That's true. Yeah, a lot of the, the big vacation period yeah. coming up uh, for both of us here over the next uh, couple of weeks. Uh, do you want to mention this before uh, the weekend uh, hits us, that uh, Colorado School of Mines hosting Cutstown uh, Division II semifinals. I think it's where, it's where John Mobley, Broncos linebacker, played. Uh, Cutstown, I believe so. Believe so. But anyway, the, uh, they're hosting uh, Cutstown Saturday, 1.30, over at Marv K Stadium. Uh, Ordeggers are 13-0. and And uh, first time ever, they've been 13-0. and They beat Augustana two weeks ago. And then last week, beat Central Washington 38-14. That game was 14-14 at halftime, and then the Ordeggers put it away in the second half. And so for the Ordeggers, it's all about John Matoka. He had the goofy braids. But then again, all the guys in the all the guys had, have weird haircuts. Had, had weird weird haircuts for their their team photos, their individual photos. You know, reigning uh, Harlan Hill Trophy winner in a good spot to win it again. But not been just Matoka. The the running game as we we saw with the, the Mavericks when when they lost to mm-hmm. Colorado School of Mines. Noah Roper, Landon Walker, both really good. They had a combined four touchdowns last week in that win against Central Washington. Um, Matoka. 42 straight games with a passing touchdown. It's just... No wonder it feels like he's been there forever. It's just insane. <laughs> they only play 11 games in a season. Of course, the all-time RMAC leader, I believe D2 leader now mm-hmm. in career touchdowns. I remember doing that game because it wasn't that long ago. But And sorry for any Mavs fans, players, or coaches that are listening to bring this up, but... That may have been the best Division II team I have seen live and in person in my entire life. And they they put up 50 like they were walking the track. And it wasn't explosive. It wasn't just overwhelming ambush. It was methodical, methodical and meticulous and very much like they never felt like, you know, it's like you never felt like, oh, man, they're going to put up 100. But you look up and it's 52. It's like, Wait, hold on, you're looking. Yeah, in a blink of an it's like eye. Jeepers, creepers. Where it's not, where yeah, there's explosive plays, but it, a lot of it was just, mm-hmm. just Matoka short left, Matoka yeah. short right, running back left side, They're hitting just, McLeod with a pass, and yeah. just just you know working the ball, matriculating the ball mm-hmm. down the field. They are really, really good. And uh, John Ulysses Mobley from Cutstown University yeah. of Pennsylvania. Yeah, I thought so. Uh, so defensive side, top ranked defense in D two, and because okay, they don't is, score enough, apparently. They well, they it. they held Fort Lewis and they beat Fort Lewis eighty two to nothing. By the way, mm. they held Fort Lewis to a minus thirty three yards in the ground. And let's let's be honest, Fort Lewis is Johnny Cox, nice man. That's just a bad. They're not good. That's just a bad football team and a bad football program. But uh, the Ordiggers have been. Every bit is good in the playoffs. They gave up six yards on the ground to Augustana, only seven yards to Central Washington. Think about that. These are teams that are playing the Division II playoffs, and they held them to under 10 yards in each game. I, how, how do you only manage 21 feet in a playoff game? How does that happen? Because they got players like Nolan Reeve, who's 
just a beast. They they averaged a foot and a third per rush, not a yard, a foot. Yeah. 0.4 yards per rush. Yeah. God bless them for trying it 20 times, though. <laughs> like, you know what? We're going to make some this point we're going to pop one here. We're going to pop one here at some point. We're going to pop it for a 10-yard gain. Yeah. We'll do it. Uh, oh, yeah, man. Reeve, by the way, uh, you know, your RMAC Defensive Player of the Year, nine sacks, 12 and a half tackles for loss. He's also college uh, Division II of football's active sacks leader, by the way. So, uh, oh, active sack leader and active passing leader. That seems fair. And now you know why they're on the cusp of going back to the, the D2 National Championship game. All right. Uh, they're fantastic. They, they are. I'm sorry, CMU fans. They, but that's, that's they where Miles Coach Aver and the staff, they're, that's what they're trying to build toward, yep. that kind of success. And the, the bar, in fairness to Cover School of Mines, the bar has been set pretty high. Mm-hmm. But uh, Miles and his staff, I know this guy's going to work tirelessly to, to get the, the Maverick football program to that that standpoint. They put, uh, not to be outdone, they, they beat Fort Lewis in New Mexico Highlands a combined 159 to 3. Yeah. Congratulations, Highlands. You. How'd they ever get three? <laughs> it's a miracle. It's a miracle. All right. They pummeled Western, too. Yeah. 42 to 7. Like, Western's Because that was the showdown. That was the, yeah. the, the top two teams in the conference. They so, clobbered them. And Western was really good. Jaspain's team was really mm, good. I remember that because first half was green. Second half was white because like, we were in Pueblo that day. Yeah. All right. 940. And it's uh, time for the stay in sports history. That's the story of the greatest sport moment of all of history. It's time to take a trip back in time. It's this day in sports history. All right, let's uh, take a trip back in time. First off, let's take a trip back in time, not sports-wise, but just history-wise. Mm-hmm. Today is December 7th. Yep. Day that will live in infamy, the attack by the Japanese on Pearl Harbor, which started the United States' involvement in World War II. 82 years ago. Yeah. Still on, on my list to, to go to Pearl Harbor. It one, is one of these days. Incredible. Have you, you, is, you've yes. been there. Yes, I have it not. It is the very base of the term awesome. It is awe-inspiring. Yeah, no doubt about it. And very, very solemn. Yes. And uh, so we uh, we don't forget about a, a moment like that in our country's history. But uh, we move on to the stay in sports history, though. 1973, Jerry West sets an NBA record with 10 steals in the Lakers' loss to Seattle. Also 1985, Auburn tailback Bo Jackson wins the Heisman Trophy, uh, barely beating out Iowa quarterback Chuck Long for uh, the Heisman that year. 2006, Willie Parker breaks Pittsburgh's single-game rushing record. Where if Chuck Long still has got some throws in that arm? He might. I don't know. Let's call him so up. Football of those mountains. Well, they don't really have them. Second string over, on the Browns. Over those year. large, grassy yeah. lumps in Iowa. How much want to make a bet I can throw a football over the mountains? They don't have mountains there, so you're, you're, you're good. Don't tell them that. Oh, no, they know that. They're, they're aware of that. The mountains they have to climb is their offense. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the biggest hill they had to yeah. they had to climb was dealing with their with the with the head coach's yeah. son offensive coordinator. It's the only passes they have in that state. Two thousand six, Willie Parker breaks Pittsburgh's single game rushing record with two hundred and twenty three yards against Um College Pro. And be a college or be a well, 
a pro team that played like a college team, apparently, at least against the run. The Cleveland Browns. Yeah, the Cleveland Browns, 27-7. 223 yards, by the way, in that Was one. that all? Jamal Lewis had almost <laughs> twice that, it feels like. Slacker. For getting no, not, not, blow. Not, not Jamal Lewis, but Willie Parker. Yeah. 2008 Arizona Cardinals clinched their first division title in 33 years, beating the Rams 34-10. to They clinched the division title in December 7th. They did. Yikes. Uh, also, 2014 first college football playoff slate announced. Mm-hmm. And do you remember the four teams that year? Ohio State beat Alabama. Oregon beat Florida State. Yep. And Nick Saban's Alabama Crimson Tide, number number one team in the nation. Urban Meyer's number four <laughs> Ohio State Buckeyes. <laughs> yeah. We won for real. Yes, you did. Uh, 2016, number one UConn beats number two Notre Dame for their 83rd straight victory. I You mentioned Bo Jackson. We talked Heisman House a little bit ago. That is still my favorite Heisman House commercial. When the Heisman car, the smart car or whatever, is doing things, trying to do things faster than Bo Jackson, and it starts itself. Oh, yeah. He runs through the wall, and the car's like, is he mad? (laughs) It's hilarious. That's one of my favorite commercials. I also do enjoy the one with uh, with Eddie George and the Wolverine. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like that one. It's pretty good. The the Florida Man one too with Tebow wrestling the two gator masks. Yeah, that's that's good. Florida Man wrestles two gators and he's out there with <laughs> Tebow to me is the star of it. He's great in the, those commercials. The, the, the one he's where so good. he wants to help everybody and yeah. so he tightens the jar. Yep. Literally tighten. So it's he what can Barry come Sand- up with the jar. Is it Barry Sanders? He's like, I think it's, it's Barry. Yeah. He's like, hey, hey Tim, I can't Tim open McK- this. <laughs> Tim's like, no problem, Barry. Tim's so good in those. Yeah, he's he's great he's in those. Such, that's what everybody thinks of Tim T. He's this wholesome, dorky guy. And that's he's pretty much like that in the commercials. It's so good. Yeah. They're all really good. All right, 945. We'll take a break. We'll come back with some garbage time. Wrap it up today. Still time to text or call in. Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line 970-242-1340. Yeah, I think they're like the best on the radio. At least at the pro level, the best of the best. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back, 948. Okay, I got reminded by uh, the folks up front, it is a Christmas cookie contest. Because oh, okay. I, like, I was going through our criteria. It's well, not still, just a regular cookie. Still doesn't matter. So it doesn't matter either still way. doesn't matter. Still what I want. I don't care. Yeah. I uh you can put a little, you know, Santa Claus on it with some kind of cake right. decor. I don't care, but I still want I want basic stuff. Yeah, I would still want a basic cookie. Put a um, put a red or I just green had it had like a Hershey's gingerbread kiss. thing. It's very moist and it's very soft, but it's not really a cookie. Because it's yeah, like, like it's a, a lemon bar is not a cookie. And that's what th- this is like a gingerbread bar. And it's good. Automatic squad. But it's not really a cookie though. I found my Bo, da- Bo Jackson commercial. Can I play it? Go ahead. All right. Hey, who's won more Heisman's, Oklahoma or Alabama? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Told you, you don't need that thing. Hey, how many consecutive Heisman's has Oklahoma won? Two. Two. Told you I was faster. Hey, how many national championships has Alabama won? Seventeen. Seventeen. Come on, guys. Is that all you got? Hey, turn off the bathroom lights. Turning off bathroom lights. <laughs> Sorry, they're already off. I'm faster. I love the guy in the back. Hey, start my rogue. Starting Nissan Rogue. Uh-oh. Is he mad? <laughs> He's got a bat. <laughs> That's good. 
I forgot Derek uh, Henry's in that commercial. Derek, Kyler, Baker Mayfield. Oh, so good. That's good. That is really good. <laughs> Those are some great commercials. Oh. Yeah, so our, it's a Christmas. I don't know why we left that out of the... It just, we're just talking about cookies. I guess we yeah, just, we just got blew past the apparently, blew past the off ramp. But still, there. though, there's a, there's a, I, there's some delicious cookies people have made in there. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I'm but, sure. <laughs> don't know for a fact. I'm not touching. I don't know. I've only, I've only tried one, so okay. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not going to disparage our colleagues mm-hmm. when I haven't even tried them yet. I'm going to assume that they're great. I'm going to assume that they're terrible. Yeah. They look good. I can so, only I can only give you a visual update yeah. on on what I've seen. If you have a Not sugar cookie that is crunchy, you probably made those for Thanksgiving. Possibly. Possibly. I just bring in my leftover Thanksgiving cookies. There you go. Yeah, I don't I don't have any Thanksgiving cookies. No, we don't That's have any pie. leftover. We had pie. We had pie, but didn't have any cookies. I don't have any pie left either. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, the pie the pie was long gone. Oh yeah, long gone. Uh, wish the best of luck to all of our uh, our colleagues today, since you and I yeah. <laughs> suck. We're, we're terrible. Them around. <laughs> we're like, well, this is what we yeah. like. But as we've learned with the building, they're they're not listening anyway. No, they're not. <laughs> they they bear they they barely know why we're here. Yeah, they're like, hey, there's those two guys that show mm-hmm. up. Like, oh, I show up five days a week. You show up four. That's true. And uh, what are they doing here? What's there going are people on that, in the same conversation of congratulations on 15 years, we have a sports show. What? Are, yes. What do you do. guys? What do you guys do again? Here. What do you do here? What do you do? Like we're what, what do you like do? We're working like working for Lumberg. What does you say you do? What, here? what do you do, sir? What do you do? Yeah. Uh, all right. You'll you'll be off tomorrow because you yep. work Saturday. We don't people to think you just work four days and that's it. And. You get some special. <laughs> That'd be nice. Preferential treatment by yeah. by management. It's my last full week of the year, though. Yeah, pretty pretty stoked about that. So uh, cake will be in tomorrow. Yep, on the program, and I believe we are going to be joined by a new uh, addition to the Grand Junction Jackalopes baseball team. Oh, okay. Drew Sackett, the plate of Fruit Monument. Nice. So he's going to be on the yeah. program tomorrow. All right, very good. All right, nine fifty two. Still trying to track down Chris Marlowe. We're still working on that with the guys over at Altitude. It's uh, It might be next week. Maybe possibly next week for Chris Marlowe. All right, let's uh, open up the lid and hop in. It's garbage time. We're taking out the trash. It's garbage time on the Jim Davis Show on the team. Oh, I love trash. All right, I'm looking forward to watching this, though I don't currently have MLB Network, so I'm going to figure out how to make this happen, Mm -hmm. but they have the documentary entitled Brett on George Brett, and George Brett is one of my my few brushes with greatness when Mm -hmm. he came here to speak at the Juco Banquet. I had like a raging migraine, and there's a picture of me interviewing him, and I look like... So disinterested. But but I've heard that. Also, I've heard the... I'm looking at him with a dreamy look, like like I'm... Like I'm starstruck by him, and I and I was to a degree. Yeah. I mean, it's George Brad. He's but a childhood hero and that kind of thing. There's a little at working with you so long. There's a little of is he done yet? Facial look. But I had a horrible migraine. Yeah, and so I was like trying to try to be professional. I'm trying to try not to throw up. I'm trying to Brett. not throw up on George Brett. That'd be a really bad that thing. Would be unfortunate. 
But I'm, I'd, I'd love to see this because I've always been a fan of George Brett. Mm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And MLB Network, their documentaries are pretty top-notch. They the uh, awful announcing critique is lacks drama but delivers, delivers plenty of entertainment. Like what? I mean, he's been retired for 20 years. What yeah. drama is there other than Pintar? That's what you want yeah. out of your star face of the franchise, right? No drama. Talks about the relationship he had with his father. Not a great one. Apparently, George Brett's dad was uh, no Ward Cleaver or mm-hmm. any uh, any great TV dad. Or he compares to any great TV dads. I would have said at one yeah. point, uh, Dr. Huxable, but I don't think I should probably say that anymore. That's true. Um, we talked Luke Doncic with the 50-point win over the Utah Jazz, 147-97. Jazz head coach Will Hardy also was profane in his assessment. (laughs) Says, I don't really know how to describe that game. That was was an absolutely horrendous performance from start to finish. That was a masterpiece of dog bleep. (laughs) You lose by 50, yes. Yeah, you're right. Does the commissioner even bother finding him? No, like, eh, probably not. Also, uh, John Rahm is joining the Live Golf Tour, which doesn't mean as much as it once did. Uh, close to finalizing a deal somewhere in the range of 450 to $600 million to join. And too bad nobody's ever going to be able to watch him again because <laughs> where's Live Golf at? Or with this merger thing, whatever. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen? All right, that's our show. Back with you tomorrow morning right here on the Jim Davis Show on the team.